Welcome everyone. That means truly everyone, all of you. Welcome. I want to make sure we're inclusive. I'm Dean. This is Weird World. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm Erin. Today, Carrie is going to tell us about something that she's not given us pre-warning on. I'm not sure why. I'm getting a little nervous and curious. Well, I know you know about this. I know, but you're still being quite secretive about it. So, I Carrie, wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah, you kind of are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me step right there. Okay, Carrie. Well, I'm going to tell you a story about a man who did some rather remarkable things in his lifetime. I'm going to say remarkable good. Mm, depends. Okay. All right. On who you are. Ooh. His name is not a household name in this day and age. I don't even know if it was he if he was very well known at the time. Armand. He Hammer. probably was. <laughs> his name is great. John Romulus Brinkley. Oh, Fuck yeah. shit. John Romulus Brinkley? Yes. Is that where Gene Roddenberry got the idea for Romulans from, from this dude? Quite possibly. Damn. He was born in Beta, North Carolina on July 8th, 1885. The second best city in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, the first was? What? Alpha. Oh. Clearly. <sighs> You said beta. Oh, I God. know. Sorry for I being got a Greek. It. His parents were his father, John Ooh. John Brinkley the first, oh. and he had a mother and a father. John on. Romulus Brinkley the first. His probably because oh, cool. John Romulus Brinkley was a junior, okay. but his father was married to his mother's niece. Mother's Ew. niece. That's. Woody Allen level wrong. It would be your cousin, right? His father? Yeah. Well, no. Good way to sing. Wait. Cousin. I don't know. I don't do family trees well at all. Yeah. His his married, married your wife's niece? Wait, I'm sorry, what'd you say? He married his his mother's mother's niece. niece. So he'll be his cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's the way it was written. Why would they do that? Just say he married his, his cousin. Niece. It's weird because they don't want to say he married his cousin. Yeah. Oh, because that guess. sounds so much worse I than know. mother's yeah. niece. What uh, year is this? 1885. Oh. Well, I don't know when they got married, but the kid was born in 1885. So. Oh, well, then past 1885 then. She was married at infancy. Mm-hmm. So in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're still no. done. Wait. She was married in the earlier than 1885 if she had a baby that year. I'm super I'm talking about his parents. Was, yeah, oh. we all his did. parents. Oh, These are who his parents were. Changed so it. his okay. dad married his cousin. Yes. yes. So his That's parents are cousins. Different. We thought he did. No. So So we're already after a great start. <laughs> jo- is it John? <laughs> yes. John Romulus Brinkley the second. Yeah, thank you, Carrie. His parents were cousins. Yes. Maybe be a little okay. more clear. Sorry. So okay. I'll be Got clear. It. I'm stupid. His, so okay. So they lived in from North Carolina. Good quality. Good stock. Good stock mm-hmm. His father worked as a country physician. Hmm. But a he, real physician. No. A country physician. Correct. They put air quotes around physician. Yeah. Well, and, in those, and they didn't know what the word physician meant. In no. those days, you didn't really have to be official, right? Nope. You could just do whatever. You'd you be could a barber, just say you're a doctor. Slash doctor. Mm-hmm. Butcher slash doctor. Whatever you wanted, really. Yep. Dream big. If blood doesn't make you sick, you could do it. <laughs> but he, unfortunately... Died in 1896. He being the father okay. when John Romulus Brinkley was 10 years old. Got it. So then John had to be the main breadwinner for the family. At 10? Yep. This is mom doctor. He delivered mail and worked as a telegraph operator. Jeez. In his spare time, he studied home remedies and the Bible. Well, he has a cousin mom still, so why isn't she breadwinner? <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, she could do something. Aunt she, Mom needs to get on it. She's yeah. probably taking care of kids. <laughs> God, I guess. Yeah. After, it doesn't mean she didn't work. She could have worked, too. But you said he had to be the breadwinner. Well, mm-hmm. main breadwinner. Oh, well, still. Brother cousins having a hard time. I know it. <laughs> God. <laughs> His nephew brother is should probably yeah. also work, yeah. I think. Well, after he worked as a traveling telegrapher traveling he's 10 <laughs> oh this is just, well you know the danger. years are are going okay because he gets married 
<laughs> Time to go out in the road, kid. You're ten and a half. Yours, what is it? A bindle? I don't know what that means. Oh, the thing on a stick that hobos use. Oh, just say hobo oh, stick. Oh, is that what it is? Hobo stick. He got married as a teenager. Okay, a little bit better. Okay. And thirteen. So he and his wife Sally decided to go into a new line of business and began staging theatrical plays. Wow, she was 11, but she was ready to, mm-hmm. I think, she had a vision. join the stage. They attracted crowds, and that was a good thing, because then John would try to sell the crowds herbal medicines and tonics. Mm. So he was an actress slash fraudster. Slash snake oil salesman, okay. yes. Nice. But they were f- falling into debt. Okay. So they moved from North Carolina to Chicago. They had two daughters. And his goal, he wanted to be a doctor like his father. Well, so which, he, which part of that is in quotes? Is it like? <laughs> he uh, was going to enroll in the Bennett Medical College. And he was doing okay Medical, until... by the he, way, is, is in quotes in that title, mm-hmm. I think. He had to drop out. It's misspelled. <laughs> He never finished because he had to drop out because of his debt. Oh, rip. And he could not enroll in any other wait, colleges because he couldn't pay. His dad died when he was 10. Yeah. So he had to drop out of medical school. Wait, what do you have to drop out of? Medical school. When, when, his, when he was 10? No debt, not He's dad. already married. He said he had to drop out because of his debt, not his dad. Oh, I thought you said because of his dad. Oh, no, because of his debt. Oh. He's married, had two daughters. Mm-hmm. Staged plays, okay. sold the, tonics. The Bennett, Bennett Medical College, medical spelled with a U, mm-hmm. was not <laughs> super expensive, so he wasn't making a lot of money. Okay. He couldn't do it. It's two fifty a week. Mm-hmm. He was Less t- if you brought in your own corpses. Yeah. Oh, God. He was still determined to become a doctor, so he just decided to start practicing <laughs> as a men's specialist in Chattanooga and Knoxville, Tennessee. You say men's specialist? Uh-huh. So he worked on the, in the, I'm going to say the, the ball wee-wee. area, the prostate, maybe, I don't know, yeah. sports injuries, <laughs> knees, knee, he did he do like ACL surgeries and knee replacement and well, stuff I like hope that. not. Plantar fasciitis? Nice. No. Uh, while he was in Tennessee, he left Sally. What? Yep. Wow. And apparently those two daughters. And he found a new wife, Minnie. Okay. And he married Minnie. And with Minnie, he started working as an electromedic doctor. Okay, that's a thing. In South Carolina. Pretty sure I saw at the gym, I think I may have seen an infomercial about exactly that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I hope not. No, I'm, I'm dead serious. So there's like this super, uh, this horrible little doctor, and they're you know putting people's joints and things on something that's doing electrical discharges. It's a, a complete, it's a well-known fraud. We have one. We're supposedly electric. Oh, the TENS unit. Yeah, the TENS unit. I mean, mm-hmm. a complete scam. It does absolutely nothing whatsoever. Uh, this this is it has all those. The sound's not on, so I'm, I'm assuming they're. But they're smiling. Things are, are are getting are they're getting healthy in various parts of the body. So it's a cure all for anything and everything because it's electronic current. So. Yeah, I don't know. The tens unit worked on my back pain. Jesus, it's called placebo <laughs> effect. Anyway, as an electromedic doctor, he would inject people with German-sourced electric medicine. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a long wire all the way from Germany across the Atlantic Ocean to, where is he now? Tennessee. Wait, where is South he? Carolina. He's now in South Carolina. Okay, well, at least he's on the coast. Yes, he said this was based on the work of Dr. Bunsen, okay, the guy who invented the Bunsen burner. Did he? All yeah. right. It's the only scientific thing he knew the yeah, word for. Yep. So he just said, okay, that guy. <laughs> and he claimed that this specialized medicine could increase masculine virility. Oh, so boner. And I believe they injected it up the butt. Ew. Wait, injected what? He just what? wanted to shock people the, up the booty. The electromedic medicine. So he's shocking them hard with... It, but electric. He's just shock. injecting them. Oh, injecting them. Yeah, it was a, a it was electric sourced. What does that even mean? Or no, German sourced electric. It wasn't really. It was it was most Silly. likely water dyed with dye. Yellow. Yeah. That you know he in, would have it you like said, you said up the, like an enema kind of a thing. I think so. Uh, he would have it like on on the counter with like 
some vaguely looking electric, you know, oh, I see. gadget. And next to that, a Bunsen burner. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that people thought that, you know, it was being electri- oh, electrotized. I see. So the, I don't the know. liquid is being Correct. electronically juiced up in some fashion, mm-hmm. according to them. Okay. Yep. Nice. Juiced up being another medical technical term. Juiced. And then he juice his patients, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got even deeper into debt. So it sounds like people weren't buying the whole electric (laughs) medicine thing. That's honestly surprising at that time. Well, who knows what he was doing. But he ended up getting arrested and and taken to jail. Because he started using his finger instead of the enema. (laughs) So people had a problem with that. But they did get hard. His new father-in-law bailed him out. And in 1914, he opened up a small... This This is Minnie's dad? Yes. Please say his name was Mickey. I don't know what his name was. Damn it. In 1914, he opened up a small practice and claimed to be a disease specialist for children and women. Uh, well, he thought he'd try the other side. Yep. I tried men, now I'll try women and, uh-huh. and hell kids. He's getting worse. Yep. Yeah. And he made a fake diploma. <laughs> and he did manage to enroll in a, in a college called the Eclectic Medical University in Kansas City. That's a red flag. Uh huh. There was something at this time called eclectic medicine, which I'm guessing was some kind of like alternative medicine, yeah, not like homeopathic not, research, yeah, or fake something fraud. But some people believed it. Mm-hmm. Got it. However, he didn't ever really graduate, and it was discovered some years later that he used a diploma mill and got uh, a fake, basically a fake certification that made it look like he had graduated. Hmm. Probably shouldn't be medical diploma mills. Yeah. That's probably a, that's a bad call yes, in society. Yeah. Well, 1914. Mm, still, it's <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> the market will take care of it. We don't need government regulation yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Well, so then in 1917, he and Minnie moved to Milford, Kansas. Nice. Little, dull, one-horse type of town. Oh, oh Milford. We apologize, Milford. I'm sure you're in love with town. I'm sure you have more than one horse. Fuck Milford. Well, you can stop addressing Milford because I don't even believe they exist anymore. What? (laughs) Sorry about that, Milford. He had seen an advertisement that Milford was looking for a doctor. Oh. So that's what led him there. And it was here that he would gain his fame and fortune Mm. with his medical breakthrough. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. When he first moved there, he... It's not going to be butt-related, is it? Yeah. He had a clinic... But adjacent. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Okay, it was taint. <laughs> but really. I'm a taint doctor. <laughs> he had a clinic with 16 rooms, and he actually did a good thing because it was 1917. What was going on in 1917? Spanish flu. Correct. I got it right? I was going to say yep. World War I, but I thought I'd go straight to the medical thing. He had his clinic, and he made a lo- uh, an honest living... Actually, <laughs> what'd she say? She's going to say segregation. She's <laughs> going to pick something that had been around forever. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, he was nursing famine. flu pandemic victims oh. back to health. Oh, that's right. Because Fort Riley, Kansas was the original epicenter of the Spanish yes. flu. Near, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing not too far away. Yep. So he actually gained the community's respect. Mm. And they very much appreciated his efforts. That's why they let him touch their teens. <laughs> yes, I know. You're a pretty good doctor, Flu. Want to take care of this taint problem I've been having? I don't know why I'm giving this. I, did, I apologize again to the South. I don't do a Kansas accent because I don't no. even know what they sound like. But. Well, coincidentally enough, one patient complained to Dr. Brinkley that he was impotent. <laughs> if you touch my taint, I won't be. And wanted Dr. Brinkley to cure him of this. <laughs> This, how, did, how did that get brought up? Why is that a, really? Man was a farmer. Flu. <laughs> yeah, better, maybe, but, yeah. Um, but I got something else I wanted to talk to you about. Well, if you can't talk to your doctor about such things, Dean, who are you going to talk to? He's just trying to jerk him off, <laughs> get him to jerk him off. I'm pretty sure that was what's happening. He's a gay there. farmer. <laughs> 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 well, the farmer mentioned that you know he saw the goats mating outside. And thought it was too bad he didn't have billy goat nuts. Oh, that is a clever way to bring it up, though. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Like, oh, Lanny, my flu's okay. Oh, look at those goats go at it. God, I wish I can get hard like that goat. <laughs> he wished he Doctors. had. But I can't. Starts billy crying. goat testicles. <laughs> so, Dr. Brinkley kind of joked, well, how about if I just 
give you a pair. No. What? Yeah. He he jokingly told the man that he wouldn't have any problems with impotence if he had a pair of goat testicles grafted onto him. Onto his what? Testicles. Testicles on testicles? Yep. Double testicles. Uh, There's so many things wrong with that. First of all, you have to sew something to his ball sack. That's a problem. Second of all, you're going to have four testicles, two of which are not human. I can go on because there's a lot more. The farmer told him, go ahead and do it. Oh, so, was he also joking? <laughs> One thing led to another. Yeah, yeah why don't you go ahead and do that? You'll get goat hard. Okay. So Dr. Brinkley did it. Bluffs. Yeah. This a, yeah. Billy and Goat Bluff, if you know what I'm saying. The procedure took off. About a year wait, later. Wait, wait, What? You skip, skip. The procedure took off. Yeah, it became popular. With multiple different human males. Yes. Said, sew goat's balls to my balls. Yes. What, what do you would do? Gloss over that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. St- I did, did I say the end? You just like skip to the. So the, 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 all of a sudden, he's distraught. In this part of Kansas, <laughs> a bunch of guys you're are coming sounding in. rather sensitive, Dean. I should be, <laughs> and are saying, "Oh my God, I heard what you did with the farmer. I heard he is just pounding his wife now. I want goat's balls too. Mm-hmm. Where did you want that goat testicles? Yeah. So what he would do is Ugh. get the goat's testicles from a, the goats okay with this the and they were, were not okay with they this. were young goats oh so they were okay with baby goats. is that what you're saying uh, yeah so they, 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 they weren't using their balls yet they have baby balls baby goat balls yeah. on these oh my lord this is getting worse I love it. so the the balls were actually the size of like a macadamia nut oh my god and i think sometimes they even sliced them up so they weren't even that big so it's diced goat's balls they were small and Yum. He would uh, hey. slice open the scrotum. Isn't Rocky Mountain oysters from Ghost Balls? I, I, think. I think so. Cow, uh, I don't know if it's cow or goat. Cows I think or goats. goats for some reason because they're smaller than cow balls. Cow Probably. balls, that's like a mouthful. That's like a meatball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> but they're much, much bigger than Gross. goats. So I'm going to guess their balls yeah. are too. Yeah. So... Have you seen an elephant's balls? I know balls? people do eat, cat or eat goat balls for sure. You can play soccer well, goats, with an elephant's balls. Fully grown male goats have big balls. Wow, and Carrie sounds very not only authoritative, but mm, yeah. interested. And goats are kind of, you know, seen as Viral? Randy animals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Randy animals. Yes. Randomals. Their association with Satan. That's <laughs> yep, true. That too. So what I was going to say is a year later, okay. this farmer's wife gave birth to a baby boy and they named him Billy. Oh, <laughs> oh my fucking I mean, God. Chin hair from birth. Right out of the sheet. I would hate my parents for naming that. <laughs> Why is your name Billy? Billy, I changed it. It's Tom. <sighs> Let me explain. My dad had apparently diced, I don't know, baby goat's balls, and that's why I exist. Mm-hmm. So this was a miracle cure for Billy's dad. And men soon flocked to the clinic to have the goat glands implanted in their supposition. Balls. Yes, Doctor Brinkley. Brinkley grafted the goat's balls to patient zero, and while he's recovering in the outpatient area, <laughs> ran to the farm, plowed the wife. It's his kid. Got her pregnant. And then, I mean, what better way to say, look, my procedure works. Yeah. Come give me money for more mm-hmm. to, the, to the crowd. Yeah, that's, this is clearly what happened. Mm-hmm. I know the history books don't write it that way, but I'm pretty sure. Well, when you write the movie, Dean, okay. you make sure to put that I'm little wrinkle that. in the screenplay. Artistic license. Yep. Yep. So what I was saying is he would actually just like make a little incision in the balls and in basically the, in the person's balls. Yes. And basically insert the goat gland in between like the the ball and the skin. So he wasn't uh, actually like he wasn't connect yes. Just and then stitching sew it, back it up, right underneath the, the skin. Yes. So he wasn't connecting it. It was getting no blood supply. He so was you now you have a sticking it in there. Dead Yuck. Rotting Foreign piece of go- in your- goat's balls in your testicles, mm-hmm. in your it's, sack, in your scrotum, yeah. and which I imagine you would feel it. Yeah, you would yeah. have a little bump there. Like, what's that? That's my goat balls. That's why I'm able to plow my wife. Yep. So, did I mean I would think people are going to get infected? I mean, it's, this yeah. is a probably this, your body's been rejected. Mm-hmm. 
Like, what the fuck is this, bitch? Did you at least put it in a nice velvet casing or something like <laughs> yeah. silk, perhaps? Under glass. Nope. God. So, like I said, people flocked to the clinic. He was basically bringing people into poor little old Milford who had money. And oh. he was an upstanding member of the community. So he, he was basically Milford's economic driver yes. at this point. Mm-hmm. He, Milford was on the map yep. for ghost Go balls. balls on yep. people's balls. And he contributed to the community. He built a sanitarium, a community center, and he was active in the Methodist church. And at first... Methodist. God and goat balls. Yep. Patients would come with their own goats for him to balls. use. Oh then... He this just goat gets it on. I want these balls. <laughs> I've seen this goat. It is never <laughs> tired. Well, these then ones. he decided just to keep his own herd in the back. Of course he did. And when He's the patient would come in for their surgery, he would have him go out there and select the goat oh, that he had a connection with. Oh, like a psychic thing. To a baby goat. And Dr. Brinkley rod. would use that goat. Did he, so did, so did, it's like, you know, when you go to a fancy lobster restaurant yes, oh, yeah. yes. and you get to pick out your own lobster. Go ahead and pick your goat's balls. Mm-hmm. Are, are, the goats being, are the goats dying when they do this? No. He's just cutting the balls off. Yeah. And now they're the, whatever a goat gelding is called. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yep, I don't know what you use that goat for then, though. You'd have to go through a lot of goats, goats, wouldn't you? Uh huh. I don't know. What would you use uh, that kind of goat for? I don't know. Whatever you have goats for in the first place. What? Why does anyone have goats? Meat. Well, meat. Say milk. Meat. Yeah, milk, but it's only milk. if it's yeah. a girl. Yeah, I'm getting very little milk. No, goats don't have wool. Goat wool. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, goat cheese. Honestly, we have goats. What are goats. what good are boy goats for? Making baby goats. Making baby goats. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I, I mean, know. did people eat goat meat? Sure. They must have. Church goat. Delicious. Yeah. Sold it to Jamaica. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. They did, Really, there was no mention of what happened to the goats after that. No, it's not a good life. But they wouldn't have to kill them. No. It's petting zoos. Yes. Ooh, so to speak. That's the nice, humane mm. option. I yes. thought it'd raise up for me. <laughs> this goat is Kendall smooth underneath. Well, some of his advocates and patients included, and I just have a short little list. I don't know which ones were advocates and which ones were patients. (laughs) Are both. Huey Long. Really? William Jennings Bryant. Huey Lewis. Go on. Rudolph Valentino. Wow. One, I would guess he would be a patient. Rudolph Valentino had goat balls in his balls. Come on. Nice. There were rumors that President Wilson visited the Brinkley Hospital. that, I believe. And Buster Keaton. Buster <laughs> Keaton. Also probably a patient. God. Well, why would you be an advocate if you weren't a patient? Exactly. I haven't done this, but I hear it's <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying. Like, William's Jenny, William Jennings Bryant? Yeah, why would you publicly... Well, uh, he... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I guess he's done running for president by this point, so... Yeah. Well... Mm-hmm. So, even though all of this started in the small town of Milford in 1922, this all changed because the owner of the Los Angeles Times, Harry Chandler, Mm. invited Brinkley to perform the operation on one of his editors. (laughs) He doesn't know about it yet and is not agreeing, but... (laughs) Surprise! I want you to do it anyway. He's a jerk. So... Instead of firing him. Brinkley went to Los Angeles and did the operation... And Harry Chandler claimed that it was a success. How would he know? Ask so the editor a, well, if it was a success I'm or not. I'm sure he, the editor told him. I watched. Believe me, <laughs> it was a success. All right. So then John Brinkley had a national presence. Everybody knew about him. He, uh, in addition to solving impotence for men... Dr. Brinkley claimed that goat glands were a miracle cure for very many issues. Oh, so he's going to step it up beyond just, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the market for it's expand. is only so big. He's got to go. Right. I, I get it. I get and, it. And once all the, all, you know, all the men in Milford have goat's balls, yeah. then you got to, you know. So he claimed that it could make the insane sane again. Okay. <laughs> cure insomnia. Dropsy. And Influenza. Who's Pelvic malfeasance. Uh, dry. An operation for the flu. Like if you want to not have the flu anymore. <sighs> well, 
you get some goat parts in your sack. That's just yeah. that's common sense, Gary. Well, he went and he performed the operation on a patient in an insane asylum. And the that patient, the insane patient, wrote, the second day after two male goat glands had been inserted, he spoke to me saying, or no, this is what the doctor <laughs> was saying. The spoke to me, and I was <laughs> fine. <laughs> he, he spoke to me saying, doctor, won't you please remove the straps so I can rest comfortably? I am perfectly aware of everything now and feel as if snatched from the grave. Whoa. Oh, my God, snatched. Clearly sane. Obviously. So, so he started marketing his goat gland products. And by basically what they would do is like write fake articles like they do now. Still done. Yeah. And, and so he would send them to newspapers and there would be images of him holding the first baby born from the goat gland operation. I thought he was going to hold like a goat ball. Yeah. This nope. could be yours. Baby Billy. And then there was also a really cute little baby girl. I forget what her name was. She was the first... Baby Wait, baby girl. Billy is not a baby anymore. Was the first one five or six years ago by this point? Um, this is 22, 23. So, yeah. And I forget the year of the first 17. one. 17-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's holding young but, toddler I mean, Billy. But, I mean, he had pictures of All him, right. I'm sure. So he publicized his operations on stars and political figures. So I guess that's how they <laughs> knew Jesus. about would, how Huey how Long and all those people. Anyone that known? do that. It's the opposite now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You don't see a lot of, uh, you know, Viagra or Cialis commercials with, with celebrity no. spokespersons. Yeah. No. They're always just some schmo. My thing don't work. <laughs> Get in the bathtub <laughs> and shut the hell up. Well, then in 1923, he decided to branch out into a, a new direction, and he set up his own radio station. Wow, he's just getting ambitious. Uh-huh. He was very ambitious. It was Kansas's fourth radio station, and in fact, the most powerful radio station in the world. Damn. 5,000 watts. I don't know what that means, but damn. The good ball money bought it. It was the strongest radio station in the world. It could broadcast to pretty much the entire United States. Wow. I'm guessing not, well, Hawaii and Canada, or Hawaii and Canada, Hawaii and Alaska. The well-known United States. Canada. Canada, the state. He was actually probably did broadcast to Canada. But so anyway, he called it Kansas First, Kansas Best, KFKB. KFKB. And he used it to advertise his cures and operations. Mm. And he was somewhat ahead of his time, like the first Dr. Ruth Westheimer. He would talk, he talked openly and freely about sex, which was basically unheard of. And he would talk about women, women's issues Wow! with sex and how... If I gave you husband some goat balls, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be having these problems, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that men needed to fix their problems because they needed to be able to please their wives, Damn basically, right. because their wives wanted to have sex, not like, you know... Wow, they have four kids, they have sex four times. Well-known <laughs> fact, it's called Kansas sex. Sorry, Kansas, I'm sure that's not true. And I didn't read it anywhere, but I did hear that he devised some kind of cure or something for the female clitoris. I don't know what. I don't think he was sewing anything onto it, but... <laughs> oh, wasn't he, though? Wasn't he? What you need is a goat clitoris. I can't be sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what he did. Damn. So on this radio station... He had a, a variety of programming. It wasn't just his cures and... Sex talk. Marketing and <laughs> here, sex talk. We're here for Kansas Sex Talk with Dr. Brinkley. He had comedy programs. Of course Ooh. he did. Hillbilly musicians. Oh, my God. He they had, had hillbilly musicians? He had the singing cowboy. Gene Autry? No, but it was somebody like Gene Shoot. Autry. Little Hank Williams. And he was actually the first to play country music on the radio. Hmm. So he was a like him much less now. pioneer. Unless it was Dolly. Okay. Dolly. Well, like she Dolly. wasn't born yet, so he didn't have mm. Dolly, but he did have. Dixie Chicks? Later, uh, June Carter. Katie Lang? Sporter the Carter Chicks. family. June really? Carter Cash's Much family. Later then, yep. Right? Oh, wait. Her. When she was a child, parents. right? Wasn't she? Yeah, a, she was a child. Didn't singer. they do like a family act or whatever? I think so. And that is where Johnny Cash first heard her. Really? On his on radio station? KFKB when she was like 10 or 11 years old. Something he was like that. 700 miles away, but he heard her on this yep. powerful station. Mm-hmm. Was he much older than her? Johnny Cash? Yeah. Why not? I have no idea. I don't know either. 
Um, so he also, in addition to all that programming, he, he hosted something called the Medical Question Box. Okay, so to speak. Just for the ladies, I think you know what I'm saying. Well, during this segment, he would pull questions out of a box that his viewers had sent in, and then basically... I'm sure that was legit. He didn't look at them first and prepare for them at all, ever. Well, he didn't really have to prepare for them, because pretty much the answer to how he could treat everything was was with his surgery or products. Okay, well, that does make it easier. Yep. But I think he would, you know, if they were sex questions or whatever, he would talk about that kind of stuff, but... He got bags and bags of mail every day. Don't say bags. And he had to hire a team of secretaries to go through it all. And then he got even more enterprising and decided to stock his products in other pharmacies. So he had a team of druggists. I think it's in other places like, those aren't olives, okay? I think you know what I'm saying. (laughs) That would stock his medicines. So all over, you know, outside of Kansas and everything. Like Rite Aid. Yeah, okay. well, yes. Nice. No, Target. I mean literally right at Walmart. <laughs> Back then, CVS. Yep. So he was making quite a lot of money. Damn. He claimed that the miracle cure was only his and nobody else could perform his surgery. Well, so he wouldn't, turns out. He wouldn't teach it to any other doctors How, or anything. Any doctor could figure that out. Yes, they could. He claimed that he couldn't teach it in a few clinics, but modern physicians believe that the um, process was archaic. So, I mean, you know. Not to mention horrific and fraudulent. Then in 1927, Millie... no one putting a stop to this? This is clearly ineffective. It's clearly fraudulent. Well, because, and we'll get into this right now, there wasn't... Yeah, there's no like really medical licensing boards yeah. and stuff like that. And the AMA was kind of just starting to care about yeah. such mm-hmm. things. This is why libertarianism works so well. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the market turns out, no, doesn't mm-hmm. take care of things really very well at all. Well, in 1927, Millie gave birth to their baby boy and they named him John Romulus Brinkley III. The third. Lucky kid. Nice. But even luckier than that, they called him Johnny Boy. Nah, <laughs> I wanted to call him JRB3. Uh-huh. So, here we Johnny are. Boy. Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy. Jesus, can you imagine being Johnny Boy when you're 31? Yeah. God damn it, I'm John. He probably was Johnny Just Boy. Just call me Romulus. I'd rather you call me Romulus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, to answer your question, Dean, not everyone bought his mir- mir- miracle cure. And in fact... The American Medical Association knew from the start that his surgery and everything was a fake. So and now it's been at least ten years, and they've done nothing about it. Well, right? It's like I said, now. they they didn't they weren't it wasn't the AMA of today. Right. Yeah, well, they weren't really doing anything back then. What? But what they were starting to do was trying to make the medical profession more more professional. And they were trying to go against alternative medical practitioners, chiropractors, Mm. osteopaths, homeopaths, midwives, acupuncturists, and herbalists. Oh, if they'd only step up nowadays. I know. Mm. that They they called these irregular practitioners. And then they realized, wait a second, those people can make money in Mm -hmm. our industry. So it's all good. And medical doctors were regular doctors. Okay. There was uh, one man, Dr. Morris Fishbein. He was the editor of the AMA Journal, and he basically became a crusader against quackery. Oh. And he decided to go after Dr. Brinkley. All right, Dr. Fishbein. It was like it was his mission in life. So he decided that he wanted the Federal Radio Commission to shut down KFKB. Uh This was the precursor to the FCC. And so he contacted them and basically said, you know, Dr. Brinkley's programming is basically quackery. He's advertising and marketing fake things on his radio program and probably arguing that he's being indecent by talking about sex and balls and all that kind of stuff. So um, Dr. Brinkley tried fighting back. He called the AMA the the meat cutters union. Mm. And he claimed... That's what are you doing? It literally... I know. 
But he claimed that they couldn't compete with his cure and they were trying to shut him down because they were jealous. Kimbler. It was professional jealousy. And he, he basically had a fortune. I mean, he made yeah. tons of money on these things and he spent money generously throughout Kansas. So he had a lot of supporters yeah. because he brought a lot to the area. Even the governor of Kansas wow. was on his side. God, that's so different now. That money just means nothing. And people just judge things on merit. Yeah. And that, <laughs> and that um, anyone, just because you have a lot of money, doesn't mean you're taken seriously in things like politics, for instance. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, there will be more parallels coming up. Mm-hmm. Just you wait. The Kansas Medical Board got in on this. And in 1930, they decided to bring him to a hearing to see if he should lose his medical license. And the fake one. Yep. (laughs) Well, and they went through his, you know, his, through his like patient files and stuff like that. And they had found out that he had signed 42 death certificates. Seems like a lot. I don't know. I'm guessing. So he's killing people when he's cutting Mm -hmm. around the Mm -hmm. the nuttle area. Well, yeah. If you think about it, there had to be tons of adverse reactions and yeah. So they get infected from his ball procedure and he signs a death certificate, mm-hmm. seems like a conflict of mm-hmm. interest. Again, we don't need regulation. But he's not just doing the one thing. He's, a do- he's claiming to be a doctor for everything. Oh, so he's sorry. doing appendectomies. Jesus. He's doing, and he got money hungry. But there he'd was, gone to Bennett Medical College with a U back in for a year or so, didn't he? He, yes. d- he did some. Should, I, I and, you know, an he read books and stuff. Oh, he read books. Okay. Woo-hoo. But, you know, it. doesn't make him qualified. Not if you Google it. And he always worked by himself. You know, yeah. most doctors would, you'd go to work for a, a hospital and you'd train under another surgeon, yeah. right, who shows you how to do everything. and Or a barber. And yeah. oversee you yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. So one woman, I think she went in for like an appendectomy or a gallbladder removal or Any something room. like Cut that. Cut off her left foot. And she she had the surgery. She they always had to pay up front. If you didn't have the money, he sent you away. Come back Jesus. when you got the money. I will not fix your clitoris until you got the money. <laughs> it still hasn't changed. Well, so she paid him the seven hundred and fifty dollars or whatever Oof. for the surgery. That's like ten billion dollars these days. But before he I would let her leave, well. it, it was like ten thousand, fourteen thousand, oh. something Oof. like that. Before he would let her leave, when her family came to pick her up, he demanded like a hundred more dollars or hundred and fifty wow. more dollars or what? Yeah, from the keeper. Yeah, he's a scuzzbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't great. I'm liking him even less now. Mm-hmm. First the country music, now this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I, I like June Carter. So then, after the medical board hearing, he had to travel to Washington D.C. for an FRC hearing, the Federal Radio Commission, about his radio station to determine if it was operating for the public good. Radio stations mm-hmm. had to operate for the public good? Yeah. Apparently. What, what the fuck happened to us? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's, a, that's not a bad idea. So after that hearing, he went back to Milford to wait for the decisions from both the Kansas Medical Board and the FRC. Now all I do is play Kanye. So what do you think happened? Actually, no. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He lost his medical oh. license. Oh. Wait, why are we saying that? We're good. <laughs> And he lost his radio station. Uh, what year is this? Uh, 1930. Oh, wow. Because the, the FRC decided they would not renew his contract. For the radio station. For the radio okay. station. So he couldn't no longer practice medicine in Kansas. Wow. And he couldn't do his radio station. But he was a very wealthy man, and he decided he would pursue other avenues for success. He decided heroin. He's going to run for governor. Oh, mm. in Kansas. Oh my in God. Kansas. Because he thought if he was that powerful, he'd get his radio station back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he had to run as a writing candidate. So as as a candidate for governor. What year? Uh, early 30s. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But he uh promised a lake in every county in Kansas. Wait, what? what? A lake? Because I'm dig a hole and put water in it. <laughs> God did not, that was one thing God did not bless the beautiful land of Kansas with. Well, it's lots of lakes. Lots of lakes. 
So he's gonna make a, he's gonna make lakes. Mm-hmm. He's the lake maker. Yep. That's a slogan. Everywhere needs to be Michigan. Right? Yes. Yeah. No, Minnesota. 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 Land of ten thousand lakes. Vote Brinkley, lake maker, and ball fixer. And yep. other parts too. And free medicine for the poor in every drugstore. Is he gonna do it personally or I don't know. Okay. You know, details, details. Yeah. They yeah. don't really have to do that. Here's a couple of his slogans. Dr. Brinkley is not going to say please anymore. He's going to say thank you. <laughs> What's that mean? Don't know. He's here's, just going to take it. <laughs> here, yeah. Here's another one. Clean out, clean up, and keep clean. Okay. This was actually borrowed from a laxative slogan. <laughs> Still could be a good laxative slogan, mm-hmm. actually. He uh, borrowed Charles Lindbergh's plane to campaign and he would bring K- the KFKB, you know, country music acts to entertain at his campaign events. Ah, a very young June Carter. He was very popular. Yeah. And so his two opponents, the Republican and the Democrat, whoever they were, they realized that he could very well win. Wow. So they decided. It was Ross Perot before Ross Perot. It's Crazy, so Brin- but he had a shot. So Brinkley got the Democrats and the Republicans in Kansas to work together. Oh. And they decided a, a grand ticket to create a rule that since John Brinkley was a writing candidate, the only votes for John Brinkley that would count were the votes that spelled his name exactly oh correctly J period R period Brinkley. That's the f- and there would be so many other variations, right? Dr. John Brinkley, yeah. John yeah. Brinkley, Dr. Brinkley. That's pretty evil. That none of those votes would count. The intent of wow. the voter that didn't is a matter. Dick move and almost certainly illegal. It really is. So, it actually so they the election day came. It took twelve days to count the votes. The longest vote count in the state of Kansas. People wrote in his name for just about every office on the ballot, for for really? governor, for just, they weren't sure, attorney so general, for Supreme Court. Yep, for really? everything. Okay. And there were even 20,000 ballots cast in Oklahoma for John (laughs) Brinkley. That makes sense. Yep, even though he wasn't running in Oklahoma. There were 56,000 votes thrown out for misspellings. He lost by 30,000 votes. Oh, my God. So he, without doubt, he won the election. He would have won. Wow. He did Mm, win. Damn. So you say, why didn't he demand a recount, right? Or why didn't he fight the the throwing out of all those votes? Yeah. Well... Some people think he actually really didn't yeah. really want to be governor. Like we thought about Trump in mm-hmm. 2016. Yep. Sadly wrong. He, like the, the governor's salary was like $12,000 a year. He could make that in a week with his, yeah. you know, stuff, fake cures. Yep, same thing. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he... So yeah, he was running to increase his brand. Mm-hmm. Again, strangely familiar. Yep. Pretty much. It's like, wait, I, what? I, I won? Are you shitting me? Oops. Yep. You know what? It's cool. Throw it out. Yeah, because our... God, I wish, uh, I wish Trump would have had yeah. that reaction. I know. Mm-hmm. I actually lost. I'm going to go ahead and, and honor the popular vote. Yeah. That would have been a great day for well, me. Well, so he wasn't able to use the power of the governor's office to get his radio station back. He had a, a very good idea. He thought he would Apple. start... What? Apple computer. <laughs> yeah, no. He decided to start broadcasting radio shows from Mexico. Hey. hey. Yep. That's still done. It yeah. is. He was the first. Wow. I'm on a Mexican radio. I'm on a Mexican radio. And Mexico allowed it because the United States and Canada got together and they allocated all of the long-range uh, radio frequencies for, yeah. I guess, North America yeah. for only the United States and Canada. <laughs> so Mexico was pissed off. So they thought, we're going to let yeah. this guy broadcast whatever shit he wants to. Right yeah. at the border. Right on the border. Yeah. Uh, his, his old station, KFKB, was 5,000 watts. And like I said, it reached most of the United States. The new station in Mexico operated at a million watts and he reached 17 countries. Damn. So he was able to reach all of the United States from Mexico. 
So in this radio station, he would run lengthy commercials anywhere from five to 30 minutes. Well, that's a disservice to his okay. listeners. And selling all kinds of stupid cures and, you know. Thankfully, send- that's never, TV stations, for instance, never do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait a second again. Yep. Send in for this, you know, astrological chart. Oh, my God. Tell um, good thing Emma's not here. Light up mm-hmm. bow ties. Well, that's actually Weird cool. lead hair dye. Just <laughs> all kinds of... Probably a lot of weird medical things, too, and just strange things. So he built an estate, a very large, fancy estate, right across the border um, in Texas, in Del Rio, and the town where his radio tower was, Via Acuna, and it was X-E-R-A, big, tall Zira. towers. And that's, so that's just south of, te- of Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he started a new hospital in Texas because... He was allowed to practice medicine there. What? His license was only taken away in Kansas. But here's the key. He didn't really have a license. Correct. Anywhere from any place. But they all thought he did. Okay. So he basically took over the top floor of some hotel and mm. turned it into a hospital. What the, the fuck? The top floor of a hotel is a hospital. Mm-hmm. So people, patients, are traipsing <laughs> through a hotel, going upstairs. Mm-hmm. Why? That's the worst part. Po- just get a building. Yeah. Anywhere on the ground floor. Come on. Well, this was, it was easy. Jesus right? Christ. It was all there. But, <laughs> and to make it easier on himself, so you know, he could work in his hospital in Texas and you know he didn't have to be going back and forth from Mexico to Texas. He had a special telephone line installed that went from his directly from his home to the radio station so that he could just call in his broadcast from home. Oh, wow. Because he liked to he did a lot of broadcasts. Yep. That's also have his time a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's Trailblazer. He really evil, was. But a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. He's an evil trailblazer. This made people angry. The phone part? Probably Morris Fishbein. The uh, whole fact that he yeah. was still, you know, because Morris was instrumental in, he didn't want him practicing medicine or broadcasting his, his wacky quackery yeah. over the radio. Wacky crackery, wackery. I know. I just made that up right yes, now. That's good. So he got the Congress to actually pass a law. Dr. Fishbein. Making this illegal. Mm -hmm. So it was called the Brinkley Act. This was in 1934, the Brinkley Act. Should have called it the Romulus Act, but I missed it up. Specifically for them, made it illegal for somebody to be in the United States and broadcast, uh, you know, something electronically to a foreign country that could then be heard back in the United so States. So they're going to make him drive five miles, and if you right, if you wanted to, right? Yeah. Did do you think this would stop Dr. Brinkley? Absolutely not. Nope. Oh no, he didn't even have to drive into Mexico. He created a system where he would record his radio ad addresses on these discs. Uh-huh. I mean, they just look like like records, yeah. but they were Laser figured, like aluminum. And they were laser he invented discs. the laser disc to do this. He was so lazy, he invented the laser disc. They, they looked like record albums, but they were like aluminum coated or something. And he would, could just record on those and just send them over to Mexico. He was, if he just put his mind to these inventions, I know instead of the frog, yeah. he'd be a household name. Well, and I guess those became industry standard too. Of course they did. He was yep. a genius. <laughs> Jesus, the wrong spot. So on the medical side of his career, he created a serum to replace the goat testicle surgery. This actually oddly worked. Well, it was called Formula 1020. He advertised the shit out of it and basically said it did the same thing, same cures as the surgery, but without the surgery. Yeah. So super easy and great, right? Because this could be trucked all over the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's genius. Sold it to a whole bunch of patients, and I think women and men. And he would prescribe six ampules to the patient. You know, they had to do it six times. And he charged $100 per ampule. Oh, my Jesus. So So he invented pharmacies, mm -hmm, pharmaceutical companies. So this cure was $600 per patient. Jesus Christ. And this was the late 30s ahead of his time uh-huh. in pharmaceutical company gouging, which yep. now has become quite common. But so, so basically this whole part of his career, because we're in late 
30s now, mm-hmm. all during the Depression. Yeah. Jesus. And he, he made How his did, fortune, yeah. literally became a millionaire that shows during you. the Depression. The power mm-hmm. of balls. <laughs> the power <laughs> of, of, I mean, look at Viagra, Seattle. That's, that stuff yeah. is a multi-billion billion billion dollar industry immediately. Yeah. Well, in 1938, Dr. Brinkley's fortunes took a turn when an article written by Morris Fishbein, his arch nemesis, was published calling him a modern medical charlatan. So what did John Brinkley do? He decided to sue him for libel for a quarter of a million dollars. Brinkley's going to double down, I Mm -hmm. think. So the libel trial was started in 1939, and go ahead, check my medical credentials. <laughs> I have nothing to hide. Yeah, yeah, what a dummy. Yeah, it's well, seriously, Again, he's gonna. It's just uh-huh. his nature. So during this trial, the actual truth about Dr. Brinkley came out, yeah. including that Formula 1020, because they gave a sample to a chemist to determine what it was actually made out of. Yeah. A thousand parts distilled water, one part dye. Jesus so Christ. it was dyed water. Jesus. See, now nowadays though, if you just advertise it as a supplement or vitamin. That's legal. It's mm-hmm. legal because no one can ever find out what's really in there. Thank you, Senator yeah. Orrin Hatch, you dick. Well, because he was quite wealthy and Dr. Fishbein wasn't. You know, Dr. Fishbein had one or two medium level lawyers representing him and Dr. Brinkley had five lawyers that you know presumably he had a lot of money to pay them and they just brought in a bunch of satisfied patients <laughs> to testify and their wives if you know what I'm saying <laughs> I think you do to testify you know how satisfied they were how Dr. Brinkley saved their lives oh, wow. he you know made them better all that kind of stuff is that even admissible? I mean, every MLM scam and any anything could do that. Yep, the judge wasn't having it. Good for him. He said the patient's testimony could not be entered as evidence because they were not experts. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Fishbein... They were actually suckers. They were yep. actually victims. And Dr. Fishbein's lawyers did bring experts who were doctors who were able to testify about the fact that there was no medical validity to the goat ball surgery etc cetera, etc cetera. and the, so this one doctor was on the stand and and he so the lawyer was asking him you know would it work for high blood pressure no hardening of the arteries no creating energy no curing epilepsy no dementia no stomach disease and constipation no he also had a cancer fighting toothpaste good lord <laughs> and the doctor said it doesn't cure cancer and it wasn't all that effective as a toothpaste. <laughs> in fact, just to be absolutely sure, I sewed some goat balls in my own sack. It's done nothing for me. <laughs> I still can't get it up. He also sold something called Ink and Vision Improving Cream. Okay. It was like a tub of moisturizer that he said would improve your vision. So you had to rub lotion in your eyes? I don't On your face? I don't know. And that's what the guy said. I have yeah. no idea how it could even begin to improve your vision. Mm-hmm. And I, it was some kind of moisturizer. <laughs> So, and then they also explained how when he did his goat testicle surgery, he was not connecting anything. There, yeah. there was, so there was no blood supply. So it was basically a foreign body stuck, you know, under stuck the layer of skin. And yes. I'd rather have it almost anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, ugh. Well, anyway, as you might have guessed, the judge ruled that the article was the truth. So there was no libel. And Dr. Brinkley lost. The judgment actually said Brinkley should be considered a quack and a charlatan in the ordinary, well-understood meaning of those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm. So after that happened, some of Dr. Brinkley's less satisfied customers who had been afraid and embarrassed to admit yeah. they were less than satisfied decided now they could admit it. They started filing their own lawsuits. That's interesting. That that is kind of a kind of a built-in safety valve, yeah. if you will, because they're essentially saying I still can't get it up, and so they yeah. don't want to go talking about that. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's kind of like robbing drug dealers. What are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even if some people were quote unquote cured, 
placebo effect. Oh, obviously. It's 100% placebo mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Placebo effect or or some people just get better. Yes. Or, or even also, so I'm sure he, for this lawsuit, maybe he just, you know, his five bucks, come say it's great. I mean, right? Yeah. Well, so anyway, yeah, there was no, you know, nobody said he did that, but still. And, but there was like, he had a big following and it was, you know, he had a lot of support in the community and people loved him and he was very popular and he was kind of Mr. Generous Moneybags. And so, so people liked him and, you know, nobody wanted to be the first person to talk out against Dr. Brinkley. Yeah, that makes sense. But so once he lost the libel lawsuit, people started. So the, the lawsuits just started rolling in and they were being, he and his wife were being sued for more than $3 million. Hmm. The IRS then demanded $550,000 in back taxes and the U S postal department charged him with mail fraud. So he wasn't paying his taxes. He's just not, Mm -hmm. he's not being smart. Dude, making a lot of money. The year before. Very. What? Also very, uh, Trumpian. Yeah. 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 The year before, except this guy got caught and punished. Yeah, that's the only difference. Yeah, during the libel trial, they asked him because you know the doc. One doctor testified, no doctor these days, no real doctor these days makes a million dollars. Right? You, you just you mm-hmm. can't make that much money being a doctor. I mean, in 1938. Yes, okay. 19. So this this was based on like 1937. Okay. And they asked him, how much money did you make last year? Well, I don't really remember. You know, I can't so you really give recall. Him a accent too. Good. So, yeah, nice. so then, he, well, he was born in South Carolina, okay. so he probably had him. But so when they got him to finally admit, like a ballpark of how much money he made, eleven hundred thousand dollars. Eleven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> That's gumption, right there. Most people might say one million one hundred thousand no, dollars no, no, no. or one point one million dollars. I like to call it eleven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> One eleventh billion dollars. <laughs> so as they said, at a time when most people in the United States were making pennies, nineteen thirty-seven. Maybe not pennies, but yeah. well, not very much money. Yeah. Yeah. The governor, for instance, made twelve thousand yeah. dollars a year. Yeah. He was raking in over a million dollars. So, um, so he was in a lot of trouble there with all the other things going on. And then his beloved Zira radio station oh. was seized by the Mexican government wow. on the grounds that it was broadcasting messages sympathetic to the Nazi cause. Was it really? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, Got to admit, I'm not super surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, not yes. even shocked. He decided Sorry, that he liked mm. this... Uh, young go-getter over there in yeah. Germany because he traveled, you know, he and his, his wife and Johnny Boy traveled, you know, they took European cruises and, you know, he had a, a, a Lockheed, you know, private plane and, yeah. So they traveled to the Galapagos Islands and I'll see if I can link to it. I don't know if I can, if I can even find it on YouTube. They're on some island and... His son is like standing with his leg foot up on a seal. Oh my god. Holding a gun. Oh my god. He killed a seal. And then they More parallels. They kill Yes. Uh, and then Are there's this big here? they're like in a big boat and there's this I big turtle. Eric hold guns. A big dead turtle. <sighs> that they killed for turtle soup. I didn't even yeah. think turtle soup was really a thing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Still is. Yeah. That's I don't that's probably the worst thing that he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> not that he's sewing balls on thousands of men's <laughs> balls. Well, the turtle had no say in the matter. That's true. All those That's men true. went out there, either brought their own little goat or went out and picked one. That's so, true. All right, I'll give you that. So anyway, uh, the one, Mexican... One guy accidentally picked a lobster. And he goes, yeah. oh, wait a second. Yeah, fuck. The Mexican president ordered the station be torn down. By the time all the lawsuits ended... Millie and John were bankrupt. And then everything went downhill from there. He got sick. His health failed. He lost a leg. Had to have a leg amputated because he had a blood clot. I should have used one of his many, many miracle Mm -hmm. careers. What the hell? Yeah, amazing, huh? Also, yeah, when those people have any sort of health problem, it's like, huh. 
Interesting. Shocker. It's like calling a psychic and she asks, what, that you wanna, what are you calling about? Well, you ought to know. Clearly she knows <laughs> that. Know about right? that. He was also convicted of the mail fraud charge. He and died. No less, one can escape the USPS. No. That's true. He died less than three years later of heart failure. He was exiled in San Antonio, Texas. Well, wait a That's where we send all our people. The foreign country of San Antonio, Texas. I guess they didn't want him in Del Rio anymore. Uh, okay, well. Um, on May 26, 1942, penniless. The New York Times featured his eulogy, calling his career gaudy and calling Brinkley himself a quack. The obituary also warned the public against mass media's power. Mm. Imagine that. They wrote about how mighty is the force of radio for good as well as evil. Mm. No, just change, you know, social media for mm -hmm. radio. Before he died, John Brinkley was heartbroken when he learned that the Mexican government was going to tear down his radio tower. (laughs) I love that steal. He did. So he died thinking that it was torn down. Uh, Jokes on him. It never was. I, they did, the president did order it, but for some reason, it just never happened. And yeah, because probably some local person somebody bought else, it yeah. and said, I'd yeah. like to keep this. In 1947, it became XERF, and Wolfman Jack took it over. Wolfman Jack. In 19 what year? 47. Really? And began playing rock and roll. In 1947. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, he didn't, because well, there was no such thing as rock and roll. There was something. The precursor uh, to rock okay. and roll. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. We'll I don't know. I'm true. sorry, but rock and roll existed before Elvis. Okay, I'll n- my next podcast is going to be on Wolfman Jack and XERF. Okay. I'll have to research it because <laughs> I literally did no research beyond that sentence. Yeah, okay. white people still rock and roll. And uh, your apology to Milford. Yes. When I said it's not necessary. Yeah. It was flooded in 1961 to make it oh. to make a reservoir. No, it was done oh, on purpose. Oh, I see. Got it. <laughs> so. Oh, so it's one of those things where they have like houses and trees and things like that underwater. Probably. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. Minnie. Well, now I feel bad for Milford too. They lost their whole town. They didn't want to. Well, maybe. But they all you know, left. maybe it was one of his lakes. Site. He said he's going to give everybody lakes. Yeah. He didn't mention that it might be in place of your town. Yeah. Yeah. Minnie stayed in the mansion till it was basically crumbling because she didn't have any money, and she died in 1980. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's... She still swore to the bitter end that their goat gland surgeries worked and were still being done in secret all over the world because that's how effective they were. And still love Nazis. Mm-hmm. Probably. Thanks, Millie. She was very much a partner in all of it. She was just as involved as he was. It was her idea. Half yeah. of things were her idea. <laughs> I don't know about that. I bet they were. And the, then the woman his, stuff. His yeah, his son, little Johnny boy. Yeah, John Romulus Brinkley the third. I call him Romy. Died in 1976. So Sui- before her suicide. Oh, no. Yes. That's sad. That's dark. Thanks. So, one a goat ball in his hand. I knew about this story, and one reason why I decided to do it as a podcast was because I heard that they are making a movie about this. They being some movie say, studio, Neil and Brad. I don't know. Okay, that's <laughs> probably not. But it is going to have a major star. Really? Play John Brinkley, Robert Downey Jr. Ro- Seriously? Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is going to play uh-huh. Doctor Brinkley. Yep. And in 2016, there was a documentary made about this that did go to Sundance. I don't know if it won any awards, but it's called Nuts! Exclamation point. Nice. And I watched it. It's good. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Yep. By a director named Penny Lane. Penny Mm -hmm. Lane. Mm -hmm. Named after the Beatles song, conceived during the Beatles song. (laughs) Interesting character. It's good. I watched it. That's it. All right. Well, thank Woo-hoo. you. That was entertaining and informative. When is That's the movie going to be out? A little bit horrifying. So it's just in development. It's yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I just heard that it was big news because, you know, he's not going to be a superhero or whatever anymore. <laughs> well, so thank you, Carrie. That's an interesting story about goat's balls. Mm-hmm. And there are many applications. I think a little known fact. They, they Delicious. And <laughs> helpful mm-hmm. with male issues. 
Except not, because then I, that was kind of the whole point. Jury's still out, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Jury's still out. We well, know. I don't know. If you believe many. A lot of, uh, yeah, Gary, everywhere. It's the people yeah. are doing it. It's just underground. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, it has to be, like because, you know, the government. Parking structures, and, you know, yep. you lay down in the back of a car trunk, and they <laughs> snip, snip, so, so, and boom, you go on your way. Well, thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that um, story. You're welcome. <laughs> it may be uncomfortable at times, but that's fine. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Make people uncomfortable. Yep. Tell them where they can find us and be uncomfortable. Uh, Weird World Podcast on Facebook. Okay, you holding your cat like Instagram, a weapon. Instagram, by the way. And He's Patreon because he claws my legs. Oh, bastard. And then um, Weird World Pod yeah. on Twitter and WeirdWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to us on Apple, go ahead and give us a five star rating. That'd be appreciated. And we will send you a free pair of ghost balls. And. Mm-hmm. And write Give us a us nice little review. And we'll try. <laughs> okay. What yeah. was that? Write a, write a nice review. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, thanks. Someday we'll come up with a a little prize or something. Okay. Ghost balls. People. Ghost balls. Why wouldn't it. they be ghost balls? Well, Aaron sits here in crochets. Yes. Mm, ooh. ooh, crochet some, crochet some goat, goat balls. balls. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you'll have to come up product. with something. That's a good one. I like that. That probably wouldn't be too hard to do. I don't Mm-mm. think so. No, Mm-mm. I could probably do it. Well, probably. Maybe not. Okay. Thank, thank, thanks for listening. All right. Bye, everyone. Next time. Next week. Love Bye. You. Love you. Love you. Love goats balls, too. Love mm-hmm. them. Love them a lot.